0: Welcome to another edition of Best of Fives. The subject for this episode is the top five, I should say, our top five favorite things from NASA. I'm Matt, and joining me live in the studio, I think the first time we've ever recorded together in the studio, I think so too, is Quint from Trailer Pod Boys, Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, and you probably will have heard him on Star Wars and Character as well by the time this is out. Oh, by the time this is out, yes. (laughs) The whole podcasting time warp thing Yeah, for the show you haven't actually done yet. Exactly. (laughs) But we'll be done and out before this one. Right.
1: Yeah, this is fun. You've got a great setup here. Yeah, Uh, My wife might disagree, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So NASA, that's a
0: subject we have has popped in and out of about every show we've done, even... I would probably even venture a guess somewhere along the lines in our catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights, we probably brought up NASA oh, I'm at sure least once. Because we talk about it a lot. We've been to,
1: I'd say, every other trip you're here, we go out to Canaveral? Kennedy Space yeah, Center. Yeah, every yeah. other or every third. I mean, it really depends on on who's with me on the trip, right. really. And outside of that, you and I trade NASA articles, pictures, and oh, yeah. stuff
0: back and forth constantly. I, at least once a week. So where did your interest in space really begin because for those that don't know you grew up born and raised in canada yep which i mean has astronauts and obviously a significant part of the shuttle you can't sure. miss that but what are, so i'm curious how your fascination with
1: so we got a lot of of um space indoctrination and NASA indoctrination specifically just through the Canada arm. It was prevalent in all of our science classes and things like that because it was something that Canada had significantly contributed to, you know, a lot of the the space exploration and, and things that were going on in, well, mid-80s sort of thing. But honestly, the biggest, I don't know, I guess, eye-opener or what made me start actually following it was... A tragedy which was the challenger oh wow um when i saw that happen i was just like okay people are actually dying for this new frontier that we have and you know this is not because because at the time space flight had already become kind of safe and rote and we weren't you know not a lot of people were paying a whole lot of attention and so that kind of spurred me to start paying a lot more attention and it just never left okay that's i think that part of your story is a, a lot like
0: – I don't want to say – that part of the story I is – I can relate to because I kind of got a deeper interest with it. I've had an interest with, with it all my life. I was always – I think that has a lot to do with why I like science fiction so much. Right, that too. And, um, and I wasn't alive – during the apollo program so the shuttle is really the one i grew up on but i always had an interest
1: in what they had done in the apollo the gemini mercury and all the way back yeah and see i didn't really cause, okay. i mean i was even late into sci-fi really i think i think the actually the the challenger even in started getting me looking into sci-fi as well. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I was very light bloomer when, when it comes to space, sci-fi, all that stuff, but once the hook got set, it was there for good. <laughs>
0: and now, interestingly enough,
1: and my wife
0: finds this uh, just baffling, is that I really don't have much of a desire myself to go into space.
1: Oh, God, I'd give both my tests. I know,
0: you, you, we, we've we've had discussions about how you would, especially with the uh, Virgin Galactic coming yeah. online and and... You know, like I said, a little bit of a had a setback fairly recently, at least I in space history. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you've we've already we already had a discussion how you would Definitely. swing a trip on, oh, okay. on that. Yeah. yeah, I just don't. I I would take the opportunity, but I'm just not like that's not a passion of mine. I just like learning about it, seeing it. I guess uh, I, was gonna I, I would take a
1: one way trip to Mars. <laughs> would you? you oh, yeah. One of those? Okay. oh yeah. Okay. I would I would definitely sign up for a one way trip to Mars. It would not matter to me that it was only one way. I wouldn't even care if there was only like you're only going to be on Mars for a month because that's the only that's the only amount of food we can send you.
0: Oh God, okay.
1: I'd be I'd be yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> one month on Mars, I'm fine. All right, well, uh, dude, it's not going to happen, so I can say it right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was gonna say I wouldn't I wouldn't sneeze at the opportunity, but I wouldn't actively pursue it either. So I don't know. Okay, well I was thinking of some other questions while we were talking, but I think one or two of them might actually blow possibly something in your top five, definitely something in my top five. So I just kind of want to get the background of why we would even talk about this before we get started. Got so um, I don't know who should start first. I, it's, I'm very curious to see these lists because there's a big potential for them to be quite similar and there's just as big a potential to them to be com- Ten different, completely
1: different things. I'm not entirely yeah, sure. I think the thing is, there's so many projects that NASA has done over the over time. I think, I think it's going to be very different. I don't think that we're going to hit the same. Just be well, there might be one or two that are the same, but I, I think that just with the varied projects that they've had, yeah. Okay,
0: well, I'll start because I don't think this will be on your list, but I'm not sure. It's a specific mission, a specific shuttle mission. It's STS 61. Okay. It took place in 1993, done by the Space Shuttle Endeavor. Okay. It's a 10-day mission, and it was to actually fix the Hubble telescope, not launch the Hubble telescope. I remember this one. Because, of course, as everyone knows, the Hubble telescope went up and didn't work. Well, not, that's not true. It worked. Everything was blurry because of a, a misgrind on one of the lenses. Yep. So uh, I, I picked this because for several reasons. One, because by... If you actually study the mission, and there's quite a few like Discovery Show or Science Channel documentaries on YouTube, everything they do, they shouldn't have been able to do, right? <laughs> so, so that alone. The the other part, I guess, the other half of that is once it did fix the images that Hubble brought back were amazing, incredible. There's a one of the. I, I don't tend to uh, like to when I go to Kennedy Space Center sit for two hours or even, in, I guess maybe it's closer to 90 minutes in their movie theater, but there is a 3d one movie made from the Hubble, Hubble telescope images. Yeah, I've and seen it, it's that one. amazing. Yeah, it is yeah. amazing. It, yeah. it's, it's gorgeous. So that is my number five, a
1: fixing a telescope of all things. <laughs> so my number five is Skylab. Okay. Um, Skylab was the first time we had people actually living in space and not just in space for a few days or 10 days or, you know, even up to, you know, however many weeks you could do a shuttle mission. This was, we were putting people in space with the expectation that they would live there for months and not come down. And they would come down after their months, of course, but it was one of those things that we haven't even really done in our oceans. And we were doing it in space. Right. And so, I think, yeah, that that's why it makes my number five, is was the first time we actually had people living there.
0: How long were they
1: up there? Do you know off the top of your head? Um, you most of the missions were were in the, I think, the three-month range. It really depended on the, sh- the shuttle schedules, <laughs> which is kind of funny because it sounds like me going to work, right? depends oh. on the shuttle schedule <laughs> right. when I'll get there and when I'll come home. <laughs> but, yeah, it really depended on a lot on the shuttle schedule. Was it
0: shuttle or was it – because it was in the
1: oh, 70s, wasn't it? Uh yeah, I don't even know if it was shuttles at the time. No, it was Saturn fives. yeah. Yeah, it was Saturn, Saturn still fives, Saturn Vs. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, I, it is, actually, that's another thing. Wow, that was up there for... It was up there a long time. It was up there for six years for, for being that old. I mean, it's the whole launch of the man mission, the man, uh, man space program, like, none of that is... I don't know how they began to figure it out because I can't even figure out how to get a I know something airborne. I can't even get my
1: drone flying right, you know. Exactly. <laughs> in, in 2015 or it, 16 right. actually, yeah. yeah. Right. It's like but yeah, and, and the thing is like you look at all of the things that we have now that's electronic and this was all a lot of these things were very manual. A lot of these things were, you know, physical buttons and switches and valves that you're opening for it was just nuts. Yeah. Um, the fact that it worked is amazing. Exactly, yeah, and the computing power. I mean, it's the uh,
0: the joke was just oh, within the past ten years, let's say when the when we went from um, the kind of the Nokia or the Motorola flip phones to the the Razer, when you start having games and a little bit of internet access, the joke yep. was you had more computing power in your hand than all of. The Na- all of NASA back in the sixties exactly. and seventies, and now it's yeah, now forget it right. smartphone. Take yeah. So anyway, okay. Sorry, I think <laughs> we we stumbled on something I don't know a lot of, and I have started to I know, research it, and, and that, dig
1: down into a hole here, and that's why I think it'll be this will be one of the longer, best of fudge, just Maybe, because yeah. you and I both had the same rat hole ability. <laughs> right. But, all right. Uh,
0: my number four, if there's any that's going to be well, there's a couple that could be. But I think I think this one might be most likely because it's pretty new and it's something you and I have discussed quite a bit over the past few months and that is new horizons and the pictures that sent back from pluto that is my number 3 that's your number 3
1: okay yep. yeah new horizons mission is um just the fact that it came together so quickly uh when they figured out that they only had these these three time windows to launch these three yep. spacecraft that could do deep space uh, uh basically deep space instagram um <laughs> it was amazing how fast it actually did come together they got the launches done they got the slingshots calculated correctly and we got all the way out to pluto in only 9 years that's amazing yeah, yeah. and then i mean that's that's step 1 step 2 is sending back these images
0: on the narrowest of bandwidth oh, God, yeah. so that it can make it back here and be put back together
1: right and the pictures and the quality that's coming through is just oh ridiculous. it's stunning. <laughs> the images that are coming through from that mission, and even uh, when it went on to series and stuff, it's it's the images from that entire mission are just stunning. Yeah,
0: the um all my life up to, up until that point, as weird as it sounds, the only pictures we ever saw of Pluto were I don't think they were from I want to say they're from the ground. I don't think they're from the ground,
1: but they're probably from a satellite telescope, and it was just a. A smudge of white against a black field. Yeah, it was a blurry dot, and yeah. anytime you tried they tried to enhance it, it just was pixelated garbage. <laughs> yeah, right? right. Yep. 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 So that okay, that is my number four. You're number three, but you're number four before that. My number four is the curiosity. Okay. <laughs> um for the lander alone. Right. Uh, being, That's was that
0: the five minutes of uh
1: Seven Minutes of Terror. Seven
0: minutes of terror. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Uh
1: for them to land that thing. First of all, do do um, orbital injection. Then they have this thing that's basically a hovering rocket ship <laughs> that drops this thing off because they don't want debris to get in the way. Everything about that was amazing. And the fact that it – again, the fact that it worked even in this day and age was just astounding. So uh, lander alone gets Curiosity onto my list. The fact that Curiosity has been sending back pretty much the same thing that New Horizons for Pluto, Curiosity is sending us – so much information about Mars right now right. that it's it's crazy. And the, the quality of the images is just – we've never had this kind of quality. So right. it's – yeah, it makes number four. Well, I'll just go into
0: my number three because that's part of my number three. My number three is the Mars probes altogether, Pathfinder, Curiosity, and Maven. Okay. And it's not only – it's the pictures are amazing. The uh Beyond that, the sample soils and things that they're doing with it now yeah. and now testing for possible – not just – the presence of water, but surface flowing water, which was the, probably the biggest Mars announcement of recent date. I don't know
1: Agreed. if something will happen before we release this recording. Yeah, who knows? I mean, they, they these uh, all of these probes have been sending back so much data and so much cool data. Yeah, things that we we had theorized about. Maybe this, maybe that. And we're actually now getting solid evidence one way or another. Right. And that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's disproving things that we were taking for fact, but we, we applied
0: our, how we knew things worked in an atmosphere. You had to have an atmosphere to have flowing water. You had to have this to do that. You had, right. to, there would be presence of, uh, there may be water, but it's underground. And, and these probes are helping, not solely, but they're, they're, uh, so the huge last pieces part, of the puzzle. Yeah, yeah. that's a huge part in getting this information uh, clarified, well, even verified. Verified,
1: yeah, or both, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, the entire Mars probes. So that was me. there was another Mars probe that was on my honorable mentions list. Uh, my honorable mentions list, and that was the Spirit just because it lasted so bloody. oh that was the one that yeah <laughs> like it just kept it was the energizer bunny of space pro- projects right because you know they just kept giving them a little bit more money just to keep this thing this thing monitored and it sent back data forever and ever before it finally died it was way over engineered so I think I mean the, there's got to be somewhere in its it's building process there a german had to be involved right <laughs> probably
0: <laughs> most like well i was gonna say it has to be in the power
1: but everything would have to keep running yeah, exactly. It still moved yeah. it's still transmitted so yeah even when it stopped moving it was still transmitting that's true and yeah. Then, yeah. yeah and then eventually it's it, because it wasn't moving anymore the solar panels got piled on and <laughs> yeah uh, it was, yeah, definitely honorable mention. Nice. Oh, my honorable mention list is longer than my top five. Yeah, so is mine. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Oh, well, my number two. My number two is pretty selfish, but it's also pretty cool. But it's also a dangerous number two because it could, it's still in its super early stages and may change and may not exist as it morphs into something else. But my number two was Orion EFT dash one, the
1: first Orion mission, and that is on my honorable mentions okay. list as well, just because it got us back beyond uh, or back into into um, space, not into orbit.
0: Yeah, and it's going to get us into the beyond deep the space. Belt. That's yeah. what I wanted to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to take us into deep space. Uh, uh, again, it's a dangerous one to pick because this was. This alone, Orion, was born from the Constellation program that never right. took off. So yeah. Orion could change into something else.
1: But the fact think, that it. I think the fact that it, it managed to get beyond the Van Allen belt again is. Uh, that alone makes it definitely worthy of the list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because no, we haven't done that in years. Right. Like, since the Apollo missions, we really haven't gone beyond. Noth-
0: right. Yeah. Now we still haven't hasn't been manned past that, but Doesn't it's, matter. We it's haven't the first sent, step too. I mean, yeah, it's true. Go other on. than
1: other than like things that are going to Mars or anything like that. We right. haven't sent a returning capsule. a t- returning
0: capsule, that's true. Beyond the Van Allen yeah. belt since the sixties. That's true, yep. And it, it's selfish
1: for me because I was at the launch. I don't think I, it's selfish at all. I mean I I, <laughs> I mean this is our personal list, and I think that's that's absolutely should be on your list. Okay. Um uh, besides
0: that it's the uh I mean it is Whether it keeps its name or not, it is the first, it's finally, we've been talking about going to Mars since, really as long as I can remember, when the shuttle first was, they they didn't talk about the shuttle going to Mars, but they talked about the next step in man and space flight would have to be Mars. Always been talked about, never, ever a date. Now dates are being bandied about, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the day of the launch at the press conference, they said 32 years will be in space and i was like that is still in my lifetime yeah that's pushing it yeah. especially the way we ate this week but <laughs> oh <God>. let's <laughs> but not even go still, there that's still in my um was it wait i say 32 years or was it 2032 I, I forget which one it was because uh, i'm remember. thinking I, I don't i wouldn't have been i wouldn't have been 70 something because i did the math i'd be probably 2032 okay that might have been it, it might have been 20 whatever the date was at the time i, I did the calculation went oh that's well in my lifetime. Right. So either, or so it's probably 2032 is what they said or, or something, but either way it this could happen. I would love to be able to be around and see the first step on Mars. Well, but anyway, that's so, my number two and I could go on about it. In fact, there's a three part series <laughs> you, on Neo's as where I did go on about it. Exactly. So I'll just let that's
1: let that take care of the rest of the details. <laughs> uh, my number two is kind of a cheat, but it's the Saturn V platform. Okay. Um, it sent so many firsts into space that I, you can't really even count the list, right? The, the man on the moon, the all of the, the Apollo missions, the Skylab that we just talked about, all the people that went to the Skylab. I mean, it was just this massive workhorse heavy lifter for NASA for so many years that it just it could not make my list. I guess, Yeah, yeah. I, and and it doesn't get as much credit as the missions do, which is why I put it on my list as as the platform because the missions get so much credit and Saturn V was there for all of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, so
0: that's what I've been learning with doing a different show. I have questions. I've been and a lot of the questions I have are NASA related. And one I had just done with the uh, Apollo Nine, even though the Saturn V never broke orbit of the Earth, it was still used because it was a practical test. So it th- that right. was used from. Uh, what was it? It was seven. Well, it was used, it was set up for one, but one had that tragedy yeah. on, on the ground. But from seven till the last mission, which was 17, I think so. Yeah, because I probably I always think of that fake, uh, found footage movie, I think it was called Apollo 18, that right. was out like yes. five years ago. So, that, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was used for every test, uh, four of them specifically. Wait, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, yeah, specifically before ever actually setting foot on the moon. Well, of course, eight. Went to the moon and back. Yep. Yeah, so it, it already
1: tested itself in its second real... Outing. The outing, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Yep. Uh, so it was... Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely was NASA's go-to platform for many, many years. And I think it was more important than the shuttle series. Don't get me wrong. I think the oh, shuttle was yeah. yeah. very, very important. But it was more important than the shuttle series just because of, of what they were doing back then and the steps they were taking.
0: Yeah. If you ever want a and we'll get into this more in a different episode, but it's worth mentioning in this episode, if you've never been to Kennedy Space Center and you want to get the sense of how much it takes, uh, uh, the proportional difference of the actual crew module as opposed to the rest of the rocket oh that yeah. took two.
1: <laughs> it's a very humbling It's experience.
0: amazing. It's Yeah, it's just like, it just is, I, I, I should not, you know, real seriously, but I should actually get a scale graphic of it and see what the percentage is of the crew and the return capsule, as opposed to the rest of the rocket. Oh it's, God! It, yeah, it's, it's it's if it's so over small. if it's much over ten percent, I'd be I'd be surprised. I would too. I think it's smaller than that. Yeah, volume wise, it's not definitely. Not oh no, no, yeah, because it's actually a majority of it is inside the rocket as well. So yep. it's a, it'd be a little there does have to be a couple different calculations. Yep. but I'll leave that to uh, smarter some, people than yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. So I'm way that. too cute to do math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but I. Uh, I guess I'm too dumb, then, is the only other <laughs> excuse I could say. Crap. So, all right. Well, that leads into number one, and then a the discussion on our honorable mentions, I think. Yeah. And my number one is is right on the heels of what you said, and it's it's difficult for this not to be, because if this hadn't happened, I wouldn't have an interest in space, and it's absolutely Apollo 11. Got it. Neil Armstrong and sure. Buzz Aldrin on the surface of the moon. If that had never happened, I probably wouldn't have cared. I, I, if the rocket's going up and down, that's one thing, but having a man...
1: Walk on a terrestrial body that is not Earth. Yeah,
0: Bingo. Yeah, exactly. In fact, I had uh, one of my episodes of I Have Questions was what were Buzz Aldrin's first words on the moon. So I had to look that up. And I found on YouTube, great NASA archive. And one of the archives was like, it's the entire moon mission. And the first chunk was six hours. I only needed the first bit because where they got off. I ended up.
1: Watching the whole thing. Almost the whole thing.
0: I mean, there were some parts where they just were they would go back up in and then uh, oh, there'd just be a picture of the landing strut for like forty minutes. I scrubbed through that, but yeah. I mean I plowed through that through that whole thing. And nice. there was nothing I didn't know about it because it's older than me, so but still I still had to watch it.
1: Yeah, it's I, I can't fault that one as, as your number one at all. Um but my number one comes in as Voyager. Yeah, that's um, yeah that's, it, <laughs> that's was, it might be on my It was the biggest uh, – sorry, it was the long – it is the longest-lasting NASA mission. Um, It is the first thing that we ever sent to deep space other than radio signals. Um, It's – yeah, it was – the fact that it was done when it was done and that it's still pinging is incredible. I know. Yeah, I mean that is the – and it's –
0: yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no more I can add to that. It, it, it's, it is astounding the what the early space program managed to do that, and to this day, we haven't it, repeated. Yeah, yeah, we haven't. We have like not a, sent out a long-range probe, which you would think would be. I mean, we sent out a gold record, which is who knows? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it was. I think it was all languages, is what it was. It was hello in all languages. Now we know about. We we've come up with theories of of communicating through uh, patterns patterns through binary binary exactly it's like, like, there's
1: all kinds of languages that we've thought about and uh, you know what how would we communicate we've actually thought about this now back yeah. then it was it was only sci-fi had thought about that and most of the sci-fi that was thinking about that was really uh i don't want to say crappy i want to say uh it was the sci-fi of the time which was was really fantastical almost magical sort of realm um and since then Scientists have actually sat down and gone, okay, so if we ever would meet anyone or anything that was from – not from Earth, how would we communicate with them? Yeah. And what languages would we be able to communicate or at least set up as a basis for communication? And so, yeah, another deep space ambassador would be really cool to watch.
0: And just being able to put all that and more – into something that you can send out in space and last longer. Right. I mean uh, I mean I guess the gold record is probably gonna last who knows how well. I don't know what the mechanics of the turntable that plays with it there has to be it can't all be metal because it just it's the stylus alone can't be but I mean my point is I'm holding you can no anyone listening can't see us but you can. I'm holding a 32 gigabit SD card. I mean that is, is like small. The, Yeah, which is small. And the record uh is Sixty minutes, both sides, I know. and I mean, imagine just something like this, and you can make it in a the most durable, resistant,
1: and uh, long-lasting material you can, and still record data on it, and and you, and, could, and you could throw in a. a- whole parcel of them so whoever finds them could do True. testing, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, good point, right, Because right? yeah. Because you got to figure they're going to screw one or two of them up. Yeah. So just throw in like 30 of them plus some of them are going to degrade and whatever. Right. Just yeah. throw in 100, right? And, you know, they'll figure out what we did by throwing in 100 once they figure out one and they go start going through them. It's like, oh, these are all just copies of the same goddamn thing because, well, you know, <laughs> right. we did ruin a few. Yeah, right. well, Yeah, it's surprising we haven't sent something out there that we know about. I, mean, yeah.
0: I work with a conspiracy that like everything I say it- <laughs> About space or anything that has to do with the government, he always has to throw a net you know about. It. I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah. shut up. <laughs> but
1: anyway, so that's. And I mean, a of great course, one. the 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 most uh, optimistic view of Voyager was recognized in like the first Star Trek <laughs> right. movie, which I mean, that is really the very, the very most optimistic b- version of Voyager. I right. mean, chances are, no one's ever going to find Voyager. Period. I know, yeah. but I, uh, you know, yeah. eh, we can dream. Yep. So that is our fives. We'll recap them in a bit, but
0: I think we got just as much to talk about on our
1: honorable mentions. Right. And I mean, I think the first thing we have to talk about on the honorable mentions is the shuttle program. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that can't, it, it, I'm, I'm, I was going through my fives trying to figure out which one I could remove for the shuttles and I couldn't figure out one. <laughs> um, and I think the reason for, I mean, one of the biggest reasons that I was really, really trying to wedge it into my fives is that the, uh, the exhibition here in Cape Canaveral of the Atlantis is just mm. unbelievable. Yeah, they have done such a great job with that. Right, we went and saw it, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a great thing. And the shuttle was again another workhorse that NASA used for years. Yep. Uh, in with the shuttle, I actually pinpointed
0: a specific thing in the shuttle program, and it's funny. It goes right back to your kind of opening and your history with uh, with manned space travel, and that's STS-26. That was space shuttle Discovery. That was the first mission after Challenger. Yeah. I mean, Challenger was a tragedy, but in the spirit of what we were doing and trying to do, you there was really no choice but to take the time to mourn. They absolutely right. deserved mourning and, and sure. the acknowledgement of the sacrifice they made. But ultimately, and I think everyone involved in that would... Wouldn't, wouldn't hesitate to agree. NASA, as
1: a whole, had to pick themselves up, dust themselves off, and get and back get out. Another there. mission out there, and yep. that's where it started. Yep, for that um, one. I, I agree. And I think, I think that was also, and again, I, I kind of alluded to it when I was talking about how the Challenger affected me. It's one of those things that that really brought back. It was kind of like Apollo thirteen in the in the fact that it really brought back that whole. Yeah, you know what? This is still. Pioneering, this is still a space exploration. This is still one of those things where you know you will die of dysentery, <laughs> right? Sort it's, of thing, right? Yeah, it, it, it's still that spirit that's going on, and we're still not out of those woods, right? No, I mean, we're we still not. have yeah. every mission that we send up I and mean, every re entry that we have coming back down is is very, very dangerous. Yeah, and the fact that we haven't had more accidents, I think, is, is, uh, is Just, more a testament to what NASA's done than it is because you think about all of the other big explorations that we've done when we started doing deep sea explorations, there were tons of accidents, you know, literally thousands of people were killed doing deep sea explorations. Same thing when we were, you know, you go to the American history, expanding out West thousands and thousands of people died, just trying to get all the way to California and trying to make, make a life in this, you know, harsh exploration before that, when people were trying to get to the new world, Thousands of ships, well, well, thousands, <laughs> hundreds of ships were lost, which was right. thousands of lives being <laughs> yeah. lost, right? So all of these things in our history of of people pushing the envelope and people trying to find new things, I think that's a lot of what the the Challenger, Apollo thirteen, and even the, the whole shuttle program really represented. So
0: yeah, yeah, I can't agree more. And speaking of Apollo thirteen, I do have that on my list. Me too. You brought it up. Okay, yeah. There's like we we made the joke once, maybe even more than once about none of this should have worked in the 60s and 70s so not only are they on something that shouldn't have worked but they are like making repairs they
1: shouldn't be able to make and getting home after that you know apollo 13 itself was just an amazing engineering miracle mm-hmm. period yeah right yeah, i know right like those guys should have never ever survived that right not that I'm not happy they did. I'm, I'm ecstatic that they did. But it, it should have never ever been possible for them to 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 come back, land in the ocean, and come back to their families and come back to the nation and and just be uh, alive. Right. Uh, You're right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, human spirit. And oh my god, engineers were heroes for the first time in a long, long <laughs> That's time. True. So, um, That's true. It, it's it was the first sort of turning point for being nerds and geeks not being quite so bad (laughs) well what else you got on your list because i whipped through two of mine in that um i've got the iss oh yeah the international space station um it was it was on my short list but the international space station has done uh, a whole bunch of good things one of the best things that i think it did was the international part which was bringing like you know a whole bunch of space agencies together and saying Mm -hmm. look this is too expensive for all of us to do. Each, all of us each have one. Why don't we just pool our money and build a really, really cool one? And build one that we can send astronauts from all over the world to, and do experiments from all over the world on, and just like make this like a uh, uh, make this more successful than the UN can be <laughs> in, in bringing yeah. countries together, right? And right. Yeah. It really has. It's it's been it's been more of a, a, a coming together of countries and a success in that way than the UN and ever had a hope of being
0: yeah that's a good point i never i never ever thought of that but you're you're right and that's also on my list too i think almost needless to say i think anyone that's a fan of nasa especially in at least in our age group and within a generation or two as well yeah would would be as well um what else do i have i got uh going all the way back to the very beginning. We're talking begin before even this this is maybe a little bit of a cheat because I think we kinda were discussing oh no, we weren't. We didn't discuss man space flight. We had probes and yeah. and uh and new horizons all there. So no, okay, all the way let's go all the way back to the begin, be beginnings of NASA and a great answer to a bar trivia question, our answer to Sputnik, Explorer One. That was our first satellite. Oh yes.
1: I don't remember the name. That is it, Explorer One. Oh, Explorer yeah, yeah. One. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh and it was a very rapid response to sputnik right yeah um, i mean nothing real remarkable about it i mean sputnik is not remarkable other than being the first so it it Sputnik is re- is, is a very unremarkable thing yes. i mean all it did was ping a radio ping yeah right? that's all it did yeah i can't even really tell you what explorer one did if not it did the, the same, same thing. Exact thing it did yeah. the exact same thing actually i think it actually pinged a uh uh, uh a sequence that it meant, or there was a word, or something like that, just okay. to one up the Russians. And then I think right. I think it was in orbit just slightly longer as well. <laughs> right. It was just it was to one up the Russians, yeah. and it was one up Ivan.
0: Yeah. But it's like if we didn't, if that wasn't, if we didn't get past that hurdle, we wouldn't have got to the rest of the hurdles.
1: Right. So it had to be an honorable mention. And speaking of honorable mentions that kind of bend the rules a little bit, um, mine was one of mine was not NASA. It was Mir. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, because it, uh, it, yeah, was, it was the, the Russian, Russian space yep. station and. There was a lot of really, really good science done by both sides on mm-hmm. the Russian space station because, uh, yeah, I mean, the shuttles docked with it several times. Yeah. We they they allowed you know a lot of international um, uh, visitors. shall always say. yeah, I mean, heck, uh, what was the guy's name, Tito, that went up and spent a day on Mir with the, the billionaire?
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so,
1: I mean, there was uh, there's there's a lot of things that happened with Mir, and it it did very much take o- take Skylab to the next step and pioneered a whole lot of stuff that is now on the ISS. Gotcha. I didn't follow much of the Russian space program until
0: Mir came down. Then after that, I kind of got interested in it. And then when we stopped using the shuttles and we're using the, the Soyuz rac- rockets to get our astronauts up there, I'm paying more attention to it now. The sad, ridiculous thing I remember most about Mir is that when they did bring it down, Taco Bell put a target in the ocean
1: and if any of yeah. Mir hit it, everyone in everyone in the country got a free taco. Yeah, and yeah. the thing is nobody could stop them because it was international waters. waters. yeah. And it's just like that is the I've never eaten a Taco Bell since. <laughs> right. Not that I not not only for that reason, because <laughs> right. yeah. it's Taco because Bell. But um but yeah, that was just like the most classless, tacky thing anyone could do. Really. That was, that was. That's yeah. But um, anyway, I've got I got two more. How many okay. you have? I, that's it for me. actually. Oh, that's
0: it. Okay. Well, one is old. One is I should say more of a pioneering feat with a human, and one is a modern one for humans in a sense. I'll go. I'll go back all the way back, and it's Freedom Seven. That is the mission that put Alan Shepard into space, the first American in space. Right. Again, another milestone that had to be accomplished to get to where we got what are on my
1: top five list yeah and i'm surprised with me putting mirror on that i didn't put your yeah Gagarin, right yeah because <laughs> uh you know he was uh oh the balls on that man must have weighed out uh, like at least three to four tons right uh and then one that is
0: going on right now that is well, i uh, certainly I don't think it's gonna have to be something we have to worry about in our lifetime but could be very important to the human race and i'm not saying that like do to sound deep or anything. I'm just saying that this is what this mission is for. And it's the, the Kepler uh, observatory satellite that launched in 2009. That is currently looking for earth-like planets. Yes. I mean, one to see if there is any life out there. And I have to imagine for number two, when we finally ruin the earth and I am no tree hugger in any sense of the right. <laughs> phrase, but one day we're going to do, we're going to go one too far and yeah. we're going to have to find a new place to live. And I think, uh,
1: that is, if I thought of it, then a rocket scientist thought of that, right? Yeah, it's um, and and it's one of those things that the most curious thing that I mean, we always we there's a lot of discussion in you know the the communities of space lovers and space guys like you and me, guys girls like you and me. Right. And I, yeah. I specifically say girls because one of my honorable mentions should have been uh the 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 link that you sent me to uh the, the I forget her name. Oh, uh, astronaut Abby. Yes, yes. astronaut Abby. Yeah. She, that that's she's such an inspiration because oh my God, she is. Uh, if I, I wish I was that smart and that put together when I was her age. <laughs> I so, know, right? I, yeah, but but people like us talk about first contact, contacting alien races, and one of the things I don't even remember which uh, scientist I was listening to give us give a podcast about it said it's not really an if as much as a – or if they existed, it's kind of more of a question of when they existed. Yeah, and, okay. Because you, you look at civilizations and you look at, at even our – just our planet in the last how many billion years. We've gone through cycles of all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, there might be intelligent species out there billions of years ago. True, yes. I so get our, to, yep. You know what I mean? So, we may, we're may we more likely to find ruins than we are to find – That makes sense. I didn't really think um, of that something than to find an active out. species yeah, right, right? Yeah, yeah it's not impossible for us to find an active species but we are more likely to find ruins if if it was you know if they, if it was as prolific as some people think it is right. we're more likely to find ruins just because of time
0: yeah that makes sense I never thought of that one thing that is not on my that triggered in my head in this this whole discussion not on my top five and not my honorable mention list but something i want to talk about because it hasn't happened yet but it has been announced the planned
1: mission to europa yes to see what's beneath that yes yeah. that's going to be interesting yeah. um it is it's pretty much the one the the most likely thing that we know about in our solar system to to house any sort of life right and it'll be very very i'm looking forward to that one yeah too. yeah I, who knows and and again maybe we'll
0: find Like you said, evidence of life having once existed. But still, that's exciting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Every time we find a dead uh, single cell, anything on Mars,
1: I get excited. Exactly. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. it's like uh, anytime there it's like everything is right here for things to have possibly have have existed. It's like, woohoo. Yeah. You know, because that's just one step closer to actually finding fossils and finding small, you know, existence of small microorganisms or whatever that leads us to believe that, yes. Terra is not the only place. <laughs> right. Yep. All right. Well,
0: without getting into a whole NASA special, which we is bound did. to happen one day, <laughs> I'll go through. I'll recap my top five like we do at the end of the show. So my top five is S, or number five, STS-61. That's the Endeavor mission to fix Hubble telescope. Number four is New Horizons, the Pluto pictures. Number three are is the Mars probes as a whole. Everything that they've done, both with pictures and the testing and the experiments they're doing there. Number two, EFT-1, the first Orion launch. And number one, Apollo 11, the mission to put man on the moon.
1: And I'm going with number five as Skylab. Number two is Curiosity, the lander, the mission, the science, all of it. Uh, New Horizons, Pluto, you already mentioned, which was your number four. Uh, the Saturn V platform was my number two, and my number one was Viger, Voyager. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode, but not this topic. I don't think by a long
0: shot. So, <laughs> well, we actually we know we're doing one right after this. That's definitely in line with that, and probably a, a topic we'll bring up uh, uh, more. And uh, who more. knows
1: when and where? Because we, we, you and I certainly can't. Distance ourselves from it. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and the thing is, I, I one of the, the things that I'm trying to plan for our next, uh, my next Orlando outing is something around a launch at Cape Canaveral. So I'm sure if we do go to visit a launch at Cape, we'll we'll be doing podcasting about that too. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: or video or whatever, something. Oh, absolutely going to cover it. If we're out there, we can't not record it. Because exactly. It's such a it's such a uh, experience. I, I, I can't. I, I tried my best to describe it, but you can't. I you just I believe can't, it so. Well, uh, so stay tuned for more on that. If you just were led to this particular episode through searching just the any kind of NASA phrase and you don't know about Neozaz, check us out at com. We do a lot of stuff. I wouldn't say... Much of it as uh, intellectually stimulating as this might have been, but, <laughs> but you might—if you enjoyed our conversation, it's—it's it's, the network is built on a bunch of friends talking about stuff they love, so you might find something else out there you like. So, uh, oh, which is Dave's got so many catchphrases. I think the appropriate one for this one. I don't want to use the funny one. I'll use the other one. So, as Dave says, one of the things Dave says to close out the show: It's not what you're like. It's what you like. I think I messed that up. It's something like that. (laughs) So anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) Goodbye for now.